0: this episode has been brought to you by made with rage made with rage is a black british owned etsy store selling harry potter and star wars face masks perfect for this current times swimwear bags and loads more all products have been handmade with love and care and bespoke requests are welcome to find out more click on the link in the description or visit etsy.com slash made with rage zero you said you'd come now let's hope you're not too late. We know each other. Depending where you are, good morning, good afternoon, good evening And on top of that, Happy New Year It's been a crazy year man, 2020 has been a bit of a mad one I mean, 2020 has been one of those years where literally You could, some people could say you can't write this And I mean you could but you'd be very hard pressed or be very shocked To just remind yourself that there is a very very fine line between reality and imagination but anyway, I digress. Welcome to another episode of... still haven't named it yet. So, I think the last time we were saying that one thing, that one moment, that one time, uh, or a new one is uh, Rich Recommends. Okay, just a little breakdown of what we do. Um, I like to find that one thing or that one moment in time, whether it be in a comic book, uh, computer game, television show, film, uh, book just that one scene that one moment where you're just like damn that actor or that actress just gave it like a performance that just holds this whole thing together or you know like geez that that double page spread of like superman lying dripping of blood lois lane holding him you know after he's been defeated by a doomsday where you're just like damn that's an icon gone i just want to i always just want to pick that one thing and just break it down as to the reason why it holds so much weight for me Um, and then hopefully maybe you might go and check it out and see if it holds the same weight for you. Okay, without further ado, let's crack on. Okay, so this one scene or that one moment or that one thing is basically going to be coming down to one of the things that I love talking about and the first episode centered around it as well, but don't get it twisted. Not, episode, not all episodes are going to be centred around the fights. I mean, let's be honest. Everybody loves a good scrap, a good throwdown. Whether it be between, you know, your two favourite heroes or your next-door neighbours. And when I say next-door neighbours, you know what I'm talking about. You know how guilty you are. You're the ones that literally stand against the wall with the glass, listen to the profanities being screamed at each other. Yeah? I've done it. You've done it. No, let's just move on. So, uh... For this week's episodes, I am going to be focusing on not your usual Bruce Lee or Jackie Chan punch-ups although at some point I will be touching upon that but it's going to be on the remake of Sherlock Holmes starring Robert Downey Jr and Jude Law okay just to give a little bit of backstory I mean we're not going to delve too much into it but everybody who you know everybody in the world unless you're living in under a rock knows who Sherlock Holmes is Sherlock Holmes is synonymous it is a synonymous with people as superman batman spider-man and so forth um but yeah but i'm going to give you a bit of backstory in regards to the martial arts which has been used in this scene it's called baritsu and it could be described as an early mma or mixed martial arts system which consisted of jiu-jitsu savat, judo and boxing baritsu was founded in 1899 by a londoner um go in london get in there uh by a londoner called ew barton wright the Robert Downey Jr. incarnation of Sherlock Holmes has also included Wing Chun into this style, which I'd say has probably slowed down. But in the inside the past ten years, has seen a very very big spike in popularity due to films such as the 8 Man series starring Donnie Yen. With the inclusion of Wing Chun in this style, uh, he's basically made this the the base. So, for example, the, you know, in layman terms, when you see people who study mixed martial arts they'll always have like a primary then they'll have a secondary uh, and maybe even a tertiary so for example for the primary uh, for a lot of people that are in, in mixed martial arts well you know, if you watch ufc Bellator, whatever um some people will study Brazilian jiu-jitsu which will be on their ground game and then their secondary would be thai boxing so this basically means that they can cover all bases of combat from long distance close combat to floor, to floor grappling. Wing Chun is a concept-based martial art and a form of self-defense utilising both striking, grappling, while specialising in close-range combat. Now, the reason why I have chosen this Wing Chun fight, as opposed to say something from the aforementioned It Man, any of the It Man films starring Don Yen, is just because it's something, it's done in a different way, and the way how the director Guy Ritchie approaches it, he basically coined it as Home Vision, uh, and he basically uses... This way of deducing or deducting what's going to happen next or what has happened in the past. And it's just this one thing which Holmes, throughout the two films that he's made, uses throughout his everyday way of, you know, you know walking through the world, whether it be fighting or whether it be sorting things out. And so in regards to this Holmes vision, he basically makes it possible to understand what is being done, why it's being done, and what are the ramifications of each uh, punch, kick, throw, slap, whatever you know, whatever happens in a fight as to the reason why it's been done and what's going to happen from it. Okay, so now on to the actual fight. I'm going to set the tone. We find the world's greatest detective, sorry Batman, in a local fight club without, Pit, without, without Brad Pitt, I mean, sorry ladies, Trading fist of cuffs of a local pugilist known as McMurdo. The first thing you notice is that, not to make it feel too modern, Holmes' opening stance is a Queensbridge boxing stance, which was very popular at the time. I would say this is actually quite a smart move on Guy Ritchie's part, since he is the writer-director, he knows obviously what's coming next, and uses that stance to lower expectations so everything he does after seems ahead of its time. Holmes merely seems to be toying with his opponent, doing things such as gearing the crowd up, using slaps instead of punches. In fact, he seems to be making a a mockery of McMurdo until he catches a clue of someone that he knows may be in the crowd. Okay, as he attempts to walk off and end the fight, Holmes' opponent spits at the back of his head. And what follows next is what I consider to be a true act of violence. Simply for the fact that every decision that Holmes makes from here on is fueled by a raw motion, with the end result to be how do I hurt this person and teach them a lesson? If everything I just did there makes no sense, the best way to think of it is you know, that meme on all social media, whether it be Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube, where you know, someone's doing something and then it just freezes and the screen goes black and white and it just goes, it was at this moment that James knew he effed up yeah that's that's basically what happens next so uh here's a little clip of Holmes doing what he you know doing what he does best first distract target then block his blind jab counter with cross to left cheek discombobulate dazed will attempt wild haymaker employ elbow block block feral left, weaken right jaw, now fracture, break cracked ribs, Traumatize solar plexus, dislocate jaw entirely, heel kick to diaphragm, in summary, ears ringing, jaw fractured, three ribs cracked, four broken, diaphragm hemorrhaging, physical recovery six weeks. Full psychological recovery six months capacity to spit it back of head utilized. so after that breakdown of basically what he was going to do to him he then does it in real time uh basically within the space of like six seconds uh picks up a handkerchief and then uh, and then basically just exit the exits the ring is i mean it's, it's a bit crazy it's i remember the first time i saw it i was astounded um especially by someone like, you know, by Guy Ritchie, where action wasn't really his forte. I mean, he dabbled a bit here and there with films such as snatch, but this was definitely, definitely something which was out of his comfort zone. Although I do know Guy Ritchie outside of his, you know, outside of his work, um, should I say, um, he does, you know, practice martial arts as well. I myself have done a bit of martial arts on and off for years. Um, I have studied a bit of Wing Chun. So I have to say it was it was pretty exhilarating watching Holmes say what he was going to do and knowing what he was going to do. And when he does a particular move or particular moves on the screen, understanding why he's doing that move and also knowing what the move is called. Um, you know, one of the moves that he does do is, is, is a bong sao or a wing arm in English, which is basically like a, a deflecting block. Um, it makes sense as to why Holmes has been given the Wing Chun as defence as it clearly works with the way how his brain operates and allows us to visually experience what he is thinking. This, as I mentioned before, the same technique is used when he's figuring out how crimes are committed. Um, it's basically a breakdown upon breakdown of what can only be described as a game of chess in which you have to be at least two steps in front of your opponent. You know what's going to happen if you kick someone's knee or incapacitate the soldier, shoulder, their shoulder. Soldier, their, their shoulder. By doing all of this, Holmes is essentially moving his chess pieces around the board until he decides to checkmate, as I've mentioned before, the reason why I do love this scene and I do love the style of fighting in the Sherlock Holmes films is just because it seems to go hand in hand with the character you know Sherlock Holmes, especially when he was written back then and when he has been portrayed on screen by you know whoever, has always been that person to you know who's shown to be an innovator, someone who's always thinking head some so I mean basically. To have it set during this period and to him just simply do normal boxing it, it just wouldn't work like you know that Sherlock Holmes would basically approach the way how he fights the same way how he solves crimes and that would be with some form of method which is uh, which would include thinking out of the box and it's with this scene you know I think it, it just captures everything in, in, in regard in regards to in Robert Downey Jr's portrayal uh, as i said before if you haven't seen this film and my breakdown of the scene has kind of garnered interest definitely go and go and watch it um there's an even better scene in in the sequel uh, which i may touch upon again because you know as i said i like fighting um and yeah so on that note once again happy new year and uh Hit us up on our, on our social media and let us know if there's any particular scene from whatever that you want me to have a look at and give a bit of a breakdown. Until then, see you soon. Thanks for listening to us. If you're down with Wulong Talks, show some love by following us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Wulong Talks. You can also find us online at www.woolongtalks.com or drop us an email at woolongtalkspodcast at gmail.com. We can also be found as part of the BrickPod Scene Collective and we're also officially E14 endorsed. Search for those hashtags to enjoy more content from us and from other great British podcasters.